and we back with another episode another episode i believe this might be episode 18 17 I always forget the numbers like as soon as i like start you know recording everything but should be one of those numbers but i'm, I'm definitely glad to be recording right now and you know um nfl season is about to kick off college football is about to kick off as well um baseball playoffs so there's definitely things to be interested in and to get into i don't really like to do like the long intros you know anybody that listens to the podcast knows that so i usually just stick you know to the topics and get right into it um not because i have like an issue with long intros or like listen to podcasts that do that but i'm just not the podcast for it. i think that kind of makes it a little bit different um it's crazy though just on a side note that it's already about to be september like that's pretty crazy, right? Like already we're about to be in September. The the year's already like already feeling like it's about to be over. And in some ways it's kind of going by fast, right? I feel like June, July have I mean June kinda didn't go by that fast to me. But like July and August has just blew by, you know. So maybe, you know, who knows, September and the winter will go by. I always feel like the winter goes by slower. That might be just like a, a thing for me, though, because I live in Michigan. You know, it's cold and it's snowy in Michigan. So maybe it's just like a mental thing where I just think that the winters is taking so long to be over with, which is kind of crazy because my birthday is in the winter. So you would think I would like that time, that season, but I've kind of never been like a winter person, you know, never since I've been like a kid. But anyways, um definitely let me know how your summer has gone like have have your summer been fun have your summer been bad have your summer been you know lit not lit you know what's been going on with your summer i would love to to hear how you guys feel about how your summer has gone but to just get right into it we got breaking news today of uh kevin Durant's decision to stay with the brooklyn nets it was reported um it was a what was it? It was the Brooklyn Nets. They put out this like tweet, basically, and it was like a statement from Sean Marks, the GM, that Kevin Durant has decided to return, and they're you know continuing their their partnership and their focus on bringing the championship to Brooklyn. And I'm not really, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of surprised by it. Not surprised by KD playing this season in Brooklyn, like this next season. That wasn't surprising. That shouldn't surprise anybody, but rather. The fact that it was a statement of KD agreeing to it. I thought KD would just have to, you know, he he would keep his trade requests, keep his trade demands throughout the regular season, you know. But it seems as if he's taken down that trade of request and he's going to follow through with this season with the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that's the good thing for Kevin Durant to do. I mean, Brooklyn isn't a bad team. You did commit yourself signing that contract for the next, you know, four years of your career. Yeah, you should stick it there and really try to make things work. Will he try to bring? I mean, do I think they have a championship team this upcoming season? Honestly, no. I don't think they're better than Milwaukee. I don't think they're better than Boston. Don't sleep on Toronto. Philly could be better. You know, you know they're not clearly a better team than Philly. Like, so they're definitely not. I don't feel like in that contender like tier in the NBA this season, this upcoming season, there's just like a good team possibly. But you know, running back. Hopefully you can finally get a full season of you and Kyrie on the court. You know, um, injuries happen. You can't control it. But hopefully them guys can stay healthy and Ben Simmons can get back on the court um, because they have a good roster. Right. So 
it's just certain things with that roster. Like defensively, I still don't fully believe in that roster. They do have like a couple of shooters, like a Patty Mills, Joe Harris will be coming back. Kyrie can shoot, KD can shoot. Um, I just don't really trust like in the playoffs outside of KD and Kyrie, guys getting buckets, like them having enough offense. And I know Joe Harris, like I said, he, he he can hit threes, but we've seen them in the playoffs not hit threes. You know, we've seen them do that in Brooklyn. You know, Patty Mills is definitely somebody you can count on, but they don't really have scoring outside of Katie and Kyrie that they can really rely on. And I think that kind of hurt them in that Boston series where they're facing a great defensive team. Doesn't help that Katie isn't on his game. Kyrie is getting taken out of his game pretty easily. Like, offensively, they're... The offense wasn't good enough. They need an actual system, I actually feel like. I think they lacked a system. KD and Golden State, it's funny enough, it was always talks of him not really enjoying always playing playing in that motion offense. He wanted to shake it up somewhat. And he was right in saying that at times. Like in the playoffs, it is a lot of one-on-one, get a bucket. We've seen that this last title run by the Warriors where Steph had to just one-on-one get a bucket like in the finals it was a lot of isos it was a lot of it was a lot of simple pick and rolls of course they they ran their their motion offense but in that offense they also played a lot of you know one-on-one a lot of just pick and roll you know driving to the rim drive kick you know what i mean certain things like that that the warriors did and it worked out for them because in the playoffs you need that you need superstar players that could just one-on-one take somebody out and KD and Kyrie understands that, but they needed some type of offense, some type of easy, you know, nothing really came that easy for them against Boston. Granted, not every team in the playoffs you were faced would be as good defensively as Boston last season, but you're going to be facing good defensive teams in the playoffs. You need an actual system. You need guys that, that know their roles, that can get them themselves easy buckets. You need that role player that can give you 20. You need that role player that can give you 17, that can give you 15 and rebounds. And you know what I mean? You need guys if you're going to advance and get to that final. So um, the roster is a good roster. So I like the idea of KD coming back. And his trade value kind of worked against him. Funny enough, I've been saying this and I really feel like it's kind of like mostly true. If it was like Jason Tatum that asked for a trade from Boston, teams would be probably more willing, probably, I don't know these GMs obviously, but they might be more willing to give, you know, to to gut their roster for a Jason Tatum as opposed to KD. Obviously Tatum isn't on KD level, but Jason Tatum is one of the young superstars in the NBA, one of the young best players in the league. And it's the fact that he is young. So you'll gut your whole roster to get Jason Tatum, knowing that he's in his mid-20s. You have so much time to build with him. You, If I trade and get Jason Tatum, even if I give up a lot of draft picks, I give up good players, I'm getting Jason Tatum in return. And now I'm going to – I have this young all-star great player that I can build my team around. You know what I mean? No matter how bad we're going to be, hopefully, you know, at that point, you're just hoping that Tatum will, will, you know, stick it with you while you're bad. But he's young, so, you know, if he's giving you the commitment that he's going to stay, you'll have years to build a team around Jason Tatum. KD, he's 34 years old. KD is so skilled, by the way. I think KD will play until he's 40, like literally, he loves the game so much. He's so so uh, so skilled. His jump shot will not go nowhere. He's seven feet tall. I think KD could legit easily play until he's 40. Like LeBron, Steph, those guys can easily play until they're 40. And they'll be good. Not just not just in the NBA, just to be in the NBA. I think they'll be good, you know? And 
I'm just saying, though, Katie age, though, still is his age. Even if I believe he can play until he's 40, we don't know that. So it's like you're, you're 34 years old. You haven't really proven you could lead a team to a, to, to a ring. You know, like in Golden State, you wasn't leading them to like a championship. You joined a championship caliber squad and you made them even better with your individual greatness within that system. But he wasn't leading them like, you know what I mean? It's a total different situation. If he got traded to Boston, then it wasn't going to stay. It's total situation different. You know, it's, it's totally different if he would have got traded to Miami or got traded to Toronto or Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like, it's different. You, you're really going to have to lead a, a, you know, good roster, but not an amazing roster. You ain't playing with Steph. You're not playing with Clay. You're not playing with Draymond. You're not getting coached by, by uh, Steve Kerr. You're not in that system. You know what I mean? So... There's just certain differences to where how confident could you be that he's even going to lead you to a championship if you trade for him or that he won't just ask to leave. Like there's multiple reasons why the KD trade was just very hard to make happen. And then also you got the Kyrie uh, uh, thing of, you know, I don't believe Kyrie ever really, really wanted to be out of Brooklyn. I believe Kyrie could adjust to being somewhere else, obviously, but I think he really just wanted Brooklyn to possibly give him the the, the four-year extension that he wanted, so, you know, to give him guaranteed extension kind of money. And he played the game this offseason. I'm going to put out these these ideas that I'm open to getting traded. I'm going to put out the, these rumors that I'm interested in, in the Lakers because we all know the Lakers will love to have Kyrie, you know what I mean? So he was just playing the game, I feel like, to get money. Who knows, though? It's a lot of things that can happen this next season that makes Kyrie, he might next offseason leave Brooklyn. You know, who knows how it actually will go. But for this offseason, I do not believe Kyrie really wanted to leave Brooklyn. I think he just really wanted to possibly get the contract that he was looking for. And, you know, did it work? No, no, it didn't work because Brooklyn didn't pay him, you know, but that was kind of expected. So, you know, and from all reports, seems as if Kyrie is in a good space. He's committed this season, you know, this season. If you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, this is perfect. All you really want is one actual season of them two playing together throughout, you know, no, no COVID, you know, stuff going on. No, you know, injuries. Hopefully, you know, you can never be sure of, you know, you know, injuries happen to everyone, but hope that no injuries happen. No, you know, COVID having to sit out. None of that. Hopefully these guys can play the majority of the regular season and go through a, a, a whole playoff run together and see where it goes. You know, of course, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, you might want to have KD for the rest of his career. He's one of the best players in the world. But if he gives you this one season, him and Kyrie, and they play throughout this entire season and they lose in the second round or, or the conference finals, it is what it is. Obviously, you want these guys to come back, but this is what you're getting. You just want the, you just want to know how far can they actually go if they really played the entire regular season together? We we still in this KD Kyrie pairing. We've yet to see that yet, because at times Kyrie will play, but KD will be hurt. KD will play, but Kyrie will be hurt, or Kyrie will be out with COVID uh, of with the with the with the mandate. You know the the vaccine. You know, you know stuff last season. So it's like we've yet to really see them on the court consistently with each other throughout a season. And if you're a Nets fan, you possibly can get that. I mean, there's no excuse. Kyrie has, I mean, 
who knows Kyrie is a different you know type of guy I, I love Kyrie for that but he's a different kind of guy so who knows how exactly Kyrie is thinking right now but what I will say is Kyrie knows that yeah I gotta play the majority of this season I have to put my head down I have to work and not even work hard just Kyrie put up the same numbers but just don't be a headache don't be getting yourself into controversy or don't get yourself you know you know purposely off the you know don't lead a team you know just just play basically what i'm saying because Kyrie, if he plays he's going to put up numbers he's going to get buckets so really just be on the court be available that's all Kyrie needs to do come on we're we're seeing so many players less talented than, than than Kyrie, not as good as Kyrie get paid big money all Kyrie had to do was just play on the court more you know and Kyrie did actually play more games than what people think so to just play that other side of defending Kyrie Irving I would say he has played more games than I think some people actually give him actual credit for but I just hope that Kyrie plays you know because I love to watch him play and everything and you know it's just better to watch him out there on the floor but to transition from Kyrie on to this uh, Taylor Rooks thing where she talked about how Kyrie is a superstar, but Damian Lillard's not. I think her reasoning was like Kyrie, you know, you know, winning basically. And basically she was talking about how Damian Lillard hasn't won a championship. I think in her mind, Kyrie was amazing and he did win that championship. So, you know, he was amazing to win that championship with LeBron. And I think that was her reasoning for saying Kyrie is a superstar. And I think this conversation kind of isn't all that interesting when you just talk about whether or not Kyrie's a superstar because in my eyes he's not you know Kyrie isn't a top 10 player he's not like not at all right now he's not even right outside of like it's probably about 13 guys at the at the least that is better than Kyrie right now so unless you're going to say there's 15 superstar players in the NBA right now and if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. It's not something that I ever really care to argue about with someone. Like, is this guy a superstar? Is he not? But unless you feel like there's 15 superstars in the NBA today, man, I can't really actually go with, you know, go with Kyrie being a superstar. Like, he's not a top five point guard, in my opinion, right now. He's not a top 10 player in the league right now. He's a great individual scorer that knows how to put the ball in the rim. You know, he's very, very skilled. Um, He has accomplished a championship. He has accomplished all-star game MVP. You know, he has his individual accolades, but there's some things that he hasn't accomplished. He's never, I don't don't think Kyrie ever been top five for MVP voting. Ever. For for as talented as he is, never been top five for MVP. Not one season. We know he was playing with LeBron, so it would be hard to be top five for MVP voting. But Anthony Davis has done it, right? I think he's been top five MVP voting. I think... 2020 AD was top five for MVP voting but anyways like ever I don't know if Kyrie ever been first team all NBA either you know um so it's like certain things Kyrie hasn't actually accomplished in his career he hasn't really led teams to anything when he left LeBron his first season Boston was playing really well I, I remember this he got injured unfortunately and then you know they made it to the conference finals without him Second season, he plays the playoffs, but they get bounced in the second round. Like in Brooklyn, first season, KD's not there. He doesn't play a lot of games. You know, they don't do anything in the playoffs. Second season, KD is there, but Kyrie gets injured in the playoffs. You know, I'm like, like, you know, 
Last season, they got swept. We saw what happened. He did not play well. He got swept by ball. Like, so, like, what has Kyrie done since leaving Cleveland? You know, so that conversation isn't really all that interesting. Damian Lillard, is he a superstar? I would have considered... This is the thing. Dame was injured for a lot of, you know, the season. But I would... Yeah, it's tough. Because before Damian Lillard, like... A couple of seasons ago, I probably would say that he is a superstar because he was a top 10 player in the league. Certain guys that are in our top 10 right now, a couple of them might have not been in our top 10 a couple of years ago. So Dame was like a top 10 player. He was a guy that definitely was one of the best point guards, definitely was leading, you know, Portland. Like Damian Lillard, a true franchise player, leading them to the playoffs in the Western Conference. He had a season where he led them to like a top three seed in the Western Conference. Now, to offer the other side of the argument, he did get swept, you know, the year that they was like the three seed in the West. That's when they got swept by the Pelicans, I think. But he did lead them to the Conference Finals. That offers, you know, something to be, you know, talked about. He did beat Russ and PG in the playoffs, that game-winner shot. Like, he, he has his moments as the guy. He's had more success as the guy. He's been better suited than Kyrie has been as the guy. Now, the reason why right now I can't say Dame is a superstar, A, because he, we haven't seen him on the court, you know, in a little bit. It hasn't been too long, but it's been a little bit of a while. And on top of it, mainly, though, I don't think Damian Lillard is the best player on a championship team. Unfortunately, he's never had that type of squad with him. So you could offer the argument that maybe he is the best player on a championship team. He just never had that type of squad. Who knows? Because none of his squads at all would you ever think is a championship team like none of them so you could say that argument but i just to you know talk about hypothetically if he did have a championship team i don't think he's the best player on that i think he's best suited as an amazing number two on a championship level team that's why i can't really consider him a superstar but also, people was talking about superstar and like bringing up how I saw like Peter Rose, uh, Peter uh, Rosenberg agree with uh, Taylor Rooks. And he was talking about how Kyrie drives up ratings, which I don't really fully buy that Kyrie really moves up ratings like that. But even if he did, I mean, there's only a few guys like I, I think us basketball fans, our definition of superstar is based off the court. What you do on the court? How good are you? Are you a top three player? Like, if you're a top five player, like a Jokic, we consider you a superstar player. Even though Jokic isn't known outside of basketball fans, you go to somebody that don't watch basketball, do you know who Nikola Jokic is? They're going to be like, who? You know what I mean? Only basketball fans know who Jokic is. But we basketball heads, we consider him still a superstar based off his ability on the court. He's the reigning two-time MVP, like back-to-back. So that's an interesting comment. I mean, Giannis, Giannis is considered the best player, literally number one in the entire NBA. But is he actually known outside of the basketball world like that? No. You know, there's only it's been a viral tweet of people tweeting uh, family uh, uh, tweeting screenshots. And it's a picture of them texting somebody that they know, like a girl and asking her, like, do you know any current NBA players? And it's funny, like nobody like really knows Giannis outside of basketball fans nobody really knows Luca outside of basketball fans it's a lot of guys like like a Jason Tatum yeah yeah for sure Jason Tatum Giannis Luca Jokic Ja Morant 
you know, there's a lot of amazing players that a lot of people just don't really know unless you're a basketball. They're, they're, they're not legit known like by because you find somebody that's not a basketball fan and knows who John Moran is. Of course. Can you find someone that isn't a basketball fan who might know who Trey Young is? Sure. But are they household names outside of basketball world? No. The only guys is LeBron, Steph. Katie, you could kind of argue he's kind of not, but I will argue he's more so is still. But that's it. You know, so it's like Kyrie isn't known by everybody outside of basketball fans. I, I do think he is one of the most known, like out of all the current NBA players, who is the most known? Like just people like people know this basketball people player in this country. I said basketball paper. This basketball player in this country. Kyrie will be very high on that list, I believe. Like I think a lot of people know who Kyrie is. He dated uh Kalani. He played with LeBron, won a championship with LeBron. He has a popular shoe. He had his own movie. He's like Kyrie has the whole vaccine, you know, stuff happened last, you know, last year. That was a big story. You know, that was something that reached outside of the basketball world where people was talking about this vaccine mandate and will this basketball player be able to play on the court again? So there's certain things that Kyrie has that makes him known outside of basketball fans, but I still don't think he's a household name like that. So it's just an interesting conversation of how many crossover guys that we have in the league right now. Um, and out of so much talent, I mean, the NBA, in my opinion, has never been more talented, never been more skilled. And the fact that, you know, it's not that many people that knows still a lot of these guys. It's just funny, you know, just imagine the, the football world, though, how many people know certain certain football players that aren't actual football. Like, do do, do people know who uh, who a Stafford is, who isn't a football fan? You know what I mean? It's just it's just questions. I don't know. Yes or no. I'm just thinking, you know. So it's just an interesting conversation somewhat. I want to touch on uh, something that Kendrick said, where he said that, and it's very funny, someone like tweeted me, they was like, man, did Kendrick sleep with your girl or something? Kendrick, you have have hatred for Kendrick. And it's like, you clearly haven't went through my Twitter history because I've, I, I have, I'm a balanced opinion when it comes to Kendrick. You can find a lot of tweets where I'm offering criticism, but a lot of tweets where I'm praising Kendrick a lot. So, and it's actually more positive than negative. So that person really didn't know what the fuck they was talking about, but it was cool. Um, I went through his Twitter history. He's really just a Kendrick, most likely a Kendrick nut rider. So he's seen one tweet of me clowning Kendrick a little bit and he blew up, you know, whatever. It's typical Twitter stuff. Don't let people that don't have their profile pic. Carlos Miller said this. Don't let people that don't have themselves cartoon Abby pics on Twitter. You can't argue with those people. There's a couple of them that's cool, but the majority of them people ain't really people to really interact with. But anyways, um, Kendrick said something about how he's not competing for that number one spot. And I don't have no issue with that at all. You know, it's just real, real, real uh, interesting because... It's like so many of the guys like a Cole, like a Drake, they could just be at the place where it's like, to be honest, if I was in their shoes, I probably would would honestly feel the same way. Like, I'm not really competing for the number one spot because, first of all, anybody that feels like Drake is the best feels like Drake is the Like, you're not, Drake isn't transferring people into thinking that he's the best anymore. Like, the people that feel like Drake is the, the best rapper, they've been feeling like he's the best rapper. They've been big fans of him. 
the people that are fans of of a Cole, of a Kendrick, they've they've been fans of them. Like you know what I mean? They're not really making that many new fans. That conversation, like whoever thinks Kendrick is the best, been feeling feeling that way. You know, like it's not a huge group of people that just suddenly was like, oh my God, Kendrick is the best. Like people feel how they feel about you at this point in both of you know in these guys' careers. So I was watching it in this podcast, the rap uh cap uh caviar podcast and they were talking about how who's going to be the next you know guys you know and you know in rap you know who's going to be the next big three or the next you know big rappers and it's and it's interesting because it's like who are those guys going to be you know nba young boy is so popular as so many fans i would say he could be one of those guys that could be in the big big artists of the next you know decade you know in rap he's young he has young people on lock. That's the good thing for a for a young boy. His fans are so young, and he's so young. They can they can literally grow up together. Not every artist does that, but it's possible for him to like grow up with his fans. And I think that's dope. Um, you got somebody like a Cardi who has a big fan base. You have somebody like a I mean. Roddy Rich was like looked like he was on that way, but his last album wasn't really well received. Uh, received, so he he has to bounce back. I can't really put him in that conversation of the next big big rappers, um, to like, you know, the next Drake and Cole and Kendrick. You know, um, I can't really put him in that conversation. I don't know. I mean, would you say like a Meg? But some people criticize Meg music and, and her album. You know, like, that's one thing that those guys had, like a Drake and a Kendrick and Nicole. They had projects that people really, really loved. Like, when they was growing and getting bigger as artists, Cole had a warm-up. He had a Friday Night Lights that people just love. Kendrick had a Section 80. He had a Good Kid, Mad City that people love till this day. Drake has So Far Gone. People love that. Take Care was a, was a smash album. You know, they had music that people really had this strong connection like a body of work basically no matter what body of work will always matter in 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 music a, a great body of work that people really feel connected to it will always work even though we're not buying albums that still matters and i think a lot of these guys like a meg some of these artists they're missing that body of work that their fan base could really champion in the, the culture of hip-hop could mostly say this is an amazing album. This is a great album. Like you, whatever people that like to hit on Drake, you can't deny. So far gone is viewed as a as a classic, as a great body of work. You you cannot be a Cole fan, but Friday Night Lights is regarded as a classic mixtape. You cannot be a Kendrick fan, but Good Kid, Mad City, Section Eighty is recognized as great bodies of work. You know what I mean? So that's 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 one of the things I think these artists are missing now. They have the social media presence. Like Jack Harlow has a social media presence. He knows how to how to work the game. He knows how to you know take certain videos of him playing new music and make it go viral. He knows how to interact and be funny in interviews and tweet certain funny stuff. And, you know, like there's certain things he does. He he has that star personality, but he, the music also has to. I mean, he, he, he did have a big song this year with uh, First Class, but he has to. But again, bodies of work. He he had a big record, but then he put out the album and it wasn't really well received, you know, even though I'm sure it probably did some some pretty good numbers, you know, and I think his tour probably doing very well. I hope so. Um, you know, but I don't know. Somebody has to really put it together. Like Drake didn't just have 
the funny internet stuff and the funny things outside of the music. He also had hit records that he kept hitting you with hit records. You know what I mean? It was undeniable him on the radio features and songs and take care. Even even his first album, Thank Me Later, had hit records on it. Like, you know, so that's one of the things that I think these artists really need. And I really don't know who's going to be that next artist to really take it. You know, I, I think that artist is still coming. I think that artist is still on He's still on his way to that to that point in his career where where he'll be able to do that. Um, But who knows, honestly, like who knows, you know, maybe like a baby king who's with Kendrick. You know, I don't really see that really for him, for sure. I know he's popular. He does obviously have a fan base, but I don't know because, you know, how many like I'm talking about really being like hit records for real. I get baby king. I'm sure he's he's done pretty good with streaming. But I don't know, outside of, like, Family Ties, what, like, hit, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You have to really, really, like, be able to be appealing to so many different types of group of rap fans. You know what I mean? There were there were girls that fuck with Good Kid, Mad City, but there was also niggas that fuck with Good Kid, Mad City. It was white boys that fuck with Good Kid, Mad City. It was white girls that, I mean, white boys and white girls that fuck with, you know what I mean? Like, you have to really appeal to a lot of people. And I don't know if Baby Keem appeals to like, I don't know, because his fan base seemed like he appeals to a lot of people. So maybe he do, you know, maybe he is that next artist to take the, you know, for the next 10 years. Travis Scott's still very, you know, liable to do it himself. I know he, you know, had albums in, in, the, in the last decade, but maybe he could be that artist for the next 10 years or something, you know. So who knows where this conversation could really, you know, be like in a few years, though. I feel like, like I said, my prediction, who going to be the next Drake and Nicole and the Kendrick and really have the next 10 years plus, that artist hasn't came out yet. I think those artists are still on their way to, to, to you know, hitting us, you know what I mean? So who actually knows, you know? But um, we definitely talked about some pretty pretty uh good topics and stuff you know um i wonder what other albums we're going to get from the rest of this year i feel like it's been a pretty good year in music you know you just have to find out filter you know i I would say mainstream rap wise i mean it depends on what you consider mainstream rap but i don't know how good of a year has been i might have to refresh my memory but mainstream rap wise i don't really think we got good albums like that but you gotta think Drake did drop a dance album this year, but last year he he dropped a rap album. You know what I mean? Cole dropped last year. Kanye, you know, we we had mainstream releases last year, so maybe that's why. But it's still been an overall pretty good year in music. I'm very interested in what else we're going to get from the rest of this year. Jid is about to drop, so I'm very excited for that. That Khaled album is about to drop. We're going to see how how that sounds. I mean, he he got Jay on the album. Jay really do like. Jay really picks his features, and I think he really just likes uh, Khaled a lot, and he likes the you know the thing of being on Khaled albums. Clearly, he's been on so many of them, so I find it like Jay probably find, like he probably thinks also like I don't really pop out and have songs out there like that. I don't really do features like that no more. So Jay Z's probably thinking like I'm gonna pick my spots of when to drop something, and and Khaled when. Khaled albums is is a good place for me to drop another verse. 
You know, that's probably how, how Jay thinks. But, he, I mean, he, again, he has some big, big records. That Drake staying alive record is not good, though. That is not good at all. Drake and Baby made, that is not good. Good for them, though, that they got other great songs, you know. So it is what it is. We can kind of just forget about that one, you know. But hopefully we, we get better records from, from that Khaled album outside of the, that staying alive song. That that was not good at all. I, like, Drake and Baby are too good of of artists to really think that was going to work but i don't know i don't know who knows what these artists are thinking today was it kanye down the two this is a random thought wasn't wasn't that what's up with that what's up with that project who knows right with, with kanye and his album drops but yeah um definitely definitely um interested in some new music this weekend um nfl season's about to start Anybody knows me, I'm not that much of a football head, but I am more, you know, going to get into it more because of the podcast, you know. But, like, I grew up always watching football, by the way. I'm definitely a football fan, but I'm just saying, compared to my basketball fandom, it's not the same level. But I am I definitely know my football for sure. So definitely interested in baseball. Playoffs is always lit, always exciting. Um, so, yeah, man, Um Another episode. Thank you for listening. At my Twitter, NewJNUJAYYY. Three Y's on that. Um, you could be anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. Have a very, very great rest of your your day. If you're listening, if, if it's the night, have a great night. Um, go out, have some fun. And thank you for listening. We out.